Hello again. I cannot wait to introduce our guest today, Renee Anderson. I have had the pleasure of knowing Renee for a while. She's been a student in my Food Freedom program and she is doing amazing things for the rheumatoid arthritis community and I absolutely just love who she is and what she shares and the support that she shares for so many women that suffer from a chronic condition. So I really wanted to do this episode with her for a couple reasons. One, if you are suffering from a chronic condition or maybe you recently got diagnosed or something like that, I hope this episode brings you hope and light and an opportunity to see how you can move forward and find food freedom within whatever parameters that chronic condition brings as it relates to nutrition and movement and all of those things. So if you struggle with that, this is definitely for you. If you do not struggle with a chronic condition, this episode really is so good anyway. And I bring in so many points about what if we want to change our nutrition significantly or we want to support our body in a better way um, create that you know significant change so that we can continue to support our bodies and I like to think of chronic condition as all different kinds of conditions that we struggle with our relationship with food our relationship with our body so it doesn't even always have to be a biological chronic condition so I really wanted to make this episode for everyone and I think that everyone here I hope will find something really valuable in this lesson with Renee as she shares her story about finding food freedom within the chronic condition that she has specifically and how she's been able to navigate that. And she talks a little bit more about um, her experience with the food freedom program. And it's just really fun to kind of share, share her story and how she went from feeling this very strict, had to change everything overnight to learning about incorporating food freedom while still supporting her body. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Renee Anderson. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect, and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, you guys, I am so excited to share our lovely guest today, Renee 
I have been wanting to have Renee on the podcast for a while. We've been talking about this. We're finally doing it. So I'm going to give you the time to say hello. Tell us a little bit more about you. Um, One of the reasons that I wanted to have this conversation is because I think there's a lot of just overwhelm right now with trying to change our habits. And I know a lot of women are also going through some diagnoses, chronic conditions, those kinds of things. And so when we were talking a little bit earlier, and one of the things that we talked about was it really doesn't make a huge difference when we're talking about like a chronic condition or wanting to change your nutrition. It's really all about learning to support your unique body. And so I wanted to bring Renee on to talk about how she has found food freedom and freedom within her body within the diagnosis that she lives with every day. So that's my tiny little introduction. Why don't you share a little bit more with us, Renee? All right. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for having me on. Uh, My name is Renee Anderson, and I love that Instagram brought us together. It's so fun to connect with people like you who are like-minded and want to help and support people. And so, yep, I really, the beginning of my journey with my diagnosis started back when I had three kids in four years and I was diagnosed when my youngest was two years old and she's now six. And so I struggled with my health for about a decade and I've had a lot of mystery symptoms, went to a lot of different specialists and no one could really figure out and pinpoint exactly what was wrong with me. And so it wasn't until after I had my third child that I finally got my rheumatoid arthritis diagnosis. And I felt a lot of relief and fear all wrapped into one. And I know that a lot of women with chronic conditions can probably relate to that. And then that is actually when I started my Instagram account, the rheumatoid arthritis mama, because I didn't know anyone outside of the geriatric community that had RA. And I just wanted to have a place where I could vent and share and learn and um, just connect with other people that were maybe like me, who were kind of like young moms dealing with an autoimmune disease. And so that's kind of what it started out as. My account kind of was like a journal of sorts, and then it morphed into what it is now, which is me using what I've learned to support other women to help them, to encourage them, to just help them feel less alone in the world, um, to navigate their, you know, chronic conditions as well. So, but yeah, my, my story, um, I'll, I don't have to go into every detail of it, but you know, I'm sure a lot of women can relate to the whole, just not feeling well and not being able to figure out exactly pinpoint what was wrong. And so when I, finally did get my diagnosis. It was, it was a variety of things that I was feeling. And one of the, I went to the doctor and they said, you definitely have RA and there is no cure for it. You have to start an aggressive medication regimen right away, or you're going to end up deformed. And that's your only option. And I really, I, d- I had a really unsettled feeling in my heart about the whole thing. And I just felt like, you know, the way I was raised and everything that I knew about nutrition and health and wellness just gave me pause. 
And I said, you know what? I don't think that I want to go the medication route right away. I want to try to treat my disease naturally. And I want to exhaust all of my natural options before I go the medication route. And so that's what I did. I right away on that first day, um, after talking to the doctor about my diagnosis, I started researching and looking, what can I do, um, holistically, naturally, um, to help me manage this disease. And so I found the, I found that the AIP diet, the autoimmune protocol, and I'm sure you've um, heard of that. And I started the AIP right away. Like I was like, okay, I'm all in, let's do this. And I learned to use food to decrease my symptoms, my pain, my inflammation, all of those things. So one of the reasons that we are together is because you joined Food Freedom and and joined that program. And I think I wanted to talk a little bit more about this process that you went through because there's this initial diagnosis. And I just yesterday, I know this is going to air later, but my part one of my own Food Freedom journey just went live yesterday. And I share about how I got like a twist, right? Kind of like a twist in the story of things were fine. I had food freedom within this limit. And then I got some essentially quote diagnosis, although it's very different, um, where it had, I had to change my whole approach and I had to start thinking about it. And so I wanted to talk about this because a lot of women, whether there's a chronic condition or not, are either told or want to, right? I think there's a mixture. Like we want to, we want to create change, or maybe the doctor's saying, you know, you really need to create some change with your nutrition to support this condition or a healthy lifestyle that you want to live. And I think we kind of all go through this something that feels like we want to do it, but it also feels a little bit forced, or it feels like this big burden or this heavy weight of, I have to change things and it feels overwhelming. Can you share a little bit about that initial, like, okay, I want to create change with my nutrition and and, and support my diagnosis with nutrition, but this feels overwhelming. Like what, tell us kind of what, when, what happened? (laughs) Sure. So when I was diagnosed, I really felt like I needed to focus on food just because I knew at that point that my food was a little bit out of control because I had three babies in four years. And because I kind of was feeling like I was just existing and surviving at that point. Um, And so my food was something that I had kind of let go of, you know? And so it was kind of a reining back in of what I knew, the head knowledge that I had and things like that. And so when I decided to start cutting foods out, um, the mistake that I actually made was going like cold turkey on everything. A lot of women can do that where it's like, instead of putting your toes in and just going slowly, it's like, well, I've got to change everything. And so for me, I did that. And although I did feel relief very quickly, It also, um, I started being fearful of food because I knew that it caused pain. So I started equating food with pain and that became quite detrimental for me. 
And so I think my caution for women is just to maybe take things slowly at the beginning. Like if your doctor tells you, you have to cut out certain foods or he recommends that, or she recommends that you make some changes. Don't feel like it has to be instantaneous and give yourself that window to process everything, but also to implement those changes because we're human beings, you know, just like you with the gluten and dairy. I mean, if it's, it's a hard change when the majority of your diet is gluten and dairy based, and then you go full on gluten free and dairy free, that can, that can be problematic because you might not understand what the the proper swaps might be, or you might struggle with how to create meals with this, within this new meal plan or within these new parameters. Yeah. And so for me, it was just a matter of learning about myself through the process. And so I did make the mistake of going all in and not going slowly. And although I did have a reduction in symptoms very quickly, I started to have almost like orthorexic tendencies where I was equating food with fear to the point of almost like I lost a ton of weight, a ton of weight. I mean, I am like almost five, six, and I was down to like 110 pounds. Mm. I mean, I was it for me and I, it was a lot, it was too much weight for me. Um, and so, but I was like, well, if I eat that, then I'm, I, then I equate it with pain because food did equal pain for me. Uh, and so I struggled with how to relearn my relationship with food. And that's the point where I found you. Yeah. And, and I think the thing that I want to say to anyone listening is like, it's okay to go through those emotions. And I did something very similar, even as a coach, it's that like desperation to feel good, whether it's like you want to feel better in your body and you want to lose weight, like it's diet approach, or you want to feel better in your body because you have things that are hurting your stomach or your body or anything like that. There's, there's this desperation to feel good. And so if anybody has felt that before, where you're in a place of just like wanting to overhaul overnight, it's okay. And I just like wanted to bring light because it's okay. And you were able to learn from that and able to kind of navigate that. So it's okay that sometimes we want to jump all in and we're desperate to feel good. But one of the things that, you know, we're kind of talking about today is how do we then, you know, create balance and how do we start you know we recognize that yeah if you eat this food it's an inflammatory food but if you go the other direction and say i'm going to eliminate it all and then we binge right like right. what's the balance here and so right, exactly then, yeah you hit the nail on the head because that's what happened to me i would because i i felt so much relief during during this time where i cut out so much food and then when I was starting to reintroduce foods back in, then I would have an increase in symptoms. I would go back to those, like, it was very militant for me. And for me, unfortunately, I experienced some just disordered thinking because so much of, you know, when you deal with chronic conditions, it's very much um, emotional, you know? So there's just a lot of emotions going on. And a lot of my emotions were surrounding food and balance and feeling like I was constantly beating myself up for falling off the wagon, you know? And I felt like 
every time I felt off the wag, fell off the wagon, I would beat myself up and I would say, you know, I'm, you're, you're horrible for doing this and you're never going to, you know, you're never going to find relief. You're never going to be able to, you know, all the things, you know, you, we have these, we have these, these constant, you know, negative thought processes that run through our mind sometimes. And it's just rewiring that, <clears throat> that thinking. And so I was at a point where I had to look at myself and say, you know what, Renee, it's okay if you have an ice cream cone once in a while with yeah. your kids when you go to the beach, you know, like, like I know I can have an ice cream cone and I won't like fall into a horrible flare. Yeah. Whereas the beginning of my diagnosis, I really did have to be more careful. Like, I feel like I'm far enough in my healing journey where I can do that now, yeah. where I may not have done it in the beginning because I really was really sick. Like it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't take care of my kids properly. I couldn't button their buttons. I couldn't zip up their zippers. I couldn't lift them. I couldn't put them into their car seats and buckle them in. I mean, Elizabeth, I was really sick. Yeah. And I, so I really had to, you know, I really had to be careful with what I was doing and how I was managing my food. Yeah. Um, and for me, I mean, I, and I've never taken RA medication. I've never taken medication but I can see where I went, where I came from and where I am now. And that's the power of, for me, that's the power of lifestyle and diet changes because the person I was almost four years ago is completely different than the person I am now. And so food, food is powerful. Yeah, it is, but it can also be, and we can use it as a weapon or we can use it as a source of um, harm or a source of healing. And it's the, it's that nuanced kind of thought um, process that we need to really make sure that we are not, um, ab not abusing, but that we are be being really careful about how we think about food, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. I love that approach. And one thing I wanted to say is like, this has taken some years. You know, sometimes we have this desire to change it overnight. And I think regardless of the change that women want to make, it takes time. It takes, it just takes time. So since you brought up food freedom, I'd love to hear the journey that you went on within the program, specifically, you know, with your own conditions. We have a lot of women that come in and, and they come from all different places and all different goals and all of that. So I'd love um, for you to share a little bit about how how you were able to kind of get to food freedom within the, your illness. Right. So one thing that I love is that you always talk about, you know, finding your own parameters. And, you know, I know that there are certain foods that bother, that bother me. And there's, you know, and I know that if I eat too much of those specific foods, um, and I know I mentioned the AIP diet earlier, and I do use that as a framework for the foods that I eat or don't eat, but I'm not like strict AIP. I'm like, you know, I have a lot of reintroductions and now I live more of an anti-inflammatory lifestyle versus like labeling it with, yeah. with a diet name, for instance, um, because rheumatoid arthritis is an inflammatory disease, you know, which that's what the majority of, you know, autoimmune diseases are, they're inflammatory. And so 
And I think a, the majority of people could probably benefit from eating anti-inflammatory foods. Um, but but we are we are bio-individuals, which means what works for me might not work for you. And the foods that bother me might be fine for you. Yeah. And so this whole, I, you just have to do the whole trial and error thing and figure that out. And so, but within that, you have to allow yourself the grace to still enjoy food and still enjoy life. And so, like I mentioned earlier, I want to be able to have an ice cream cone with my kids once in a while. And I know that just one ice cream cone isn't going to bother me. But if I have five ice cream cones, five days in a row, then it will. And that's the freedom that I live within. You know, I, I tend to be more gluten-free, but do I once in a while have gluten? I do. Yeah. I do because I know I can go to dinner with my husband and have some gluten. I can have some sourdough bread and I can have a glass of wine and I'll be okay. Now that wasn't always the case early on though. Yeah. And that's how we have to learn to listen to our bodies. We have to learn when, like when it's, when those boundaries can be lowered yeah. or when we need to put up more strict boundaries within those parameters that we have to stay within and that's food freedom for me if I'm flaring like I usually have a slight uptick with my pain with my joint pain right before my period every month and so I know around that time of the month I need to be more strict with my food and I know that about myself you know and it's learning those little nuances of your body but that gives I can still have food restrictions, but still feel food freedom. Yeah. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And Renee is explaining the food freedom program <laughs> in like the way that she approached it, but, but I'll give you kind of like the behind the scenes is like, that's what we talk about. We talk about how food is available to you, right? You could eat. Sometimes we have this vision, like I can't have this. I can't have that. I can't have this. And we change all of that and say, this is available to me. Okay. I can have all of these foods. How do I want to use food to support my body? And you use the word framework and restrictions and guidelines. And sometimes we see those as like negative words, but the reality is they can be positive. And that's what we learn is like recognizing that all foods are available, but then you can come in and say, how can I show up in the best way for my body? And I love that you brought up you know, kind of cycle syncing. That's something I've been doing too, because I've noticed the exact same thing. I have to be strict a good, like four or five days before. And I feel so much better when I do that, you know, and the same thing, I think a lot of times I shared this um, on an earlier podcast, but my naturopath told me, he said, if you're going to eat gluten, even one bite, you might as well eat the whole thing because one bite of gluten is just as bad. And I said, thank you for the information. Like maybe scientifically that's okay. But for me, I have to be in a place where I can allow that food when it works for me and let my body have that and know that like I'm making those choices and I have those boundaries and those parameters. So I love that you kind of shared that and shared that it was a roller coaster for you at first, right? With the diagnosis, it was just like, okay, I want to create these changes to support my body, but this feels like a lot. And I did the same thing where it was just like, I tried to overhaul it overnight and 
it, it's okay if anybody's felt that way of overhauling your diet overnight. But what you did is you found food freedom within parameters, mm-hmm. right? Within frameworks. And I love that you shared that with us because I think so many times it feels like it's either all or nothing. We're so focused on all or nothing. And food freedom is not about all or nothing. It's about saying, I'm going to enjoy a dinner with my husband or I'm going to, you know, enjoy an ice cream with my kids, or you know what, it's a couple days before my period, I'm not going to enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy other things. I'm going to have some bone broth. I love that you do bone broth. (laughs) We'll have to talk about that another day. But um, just recognizing that you can use food to support in every single way. And it's not about restriction, but instead support. So I do you have anything to add to that? No, I was just going to say, um, you know, some people can't, some people can't, um, break away from the parameters that they have and that's okay too. Some people have to stay 100% gluten free because if they don't, they will end up in a ball on the floor, you know, and yeah, I know you've talked about that too, with your gluten stuff that you it's not completely off the table for you, but you feel better when you have it out of your diet. And that's the same for me. And so I have to decide what is the opportunity cost of having a little meal where I might veer off of my normal anti-inflammatory lifestyle. And sometimes the opportunity cost is worth it. It's worth, you know, a little uptake or waking up in the morning with a little bit more morning stiffness. And I think to myself, was it worth it? Yes, it kind of was. Yeah. And so you have to figure out what, you know, what your own personal boundaries are. Can you, or can't you? Now, some people are like, no, you should never cheat. Um, And I'm not giving people permission to cheat because there are different ways to quote unquote cheat on within your parameters, like people that are strict paleo, there's tons of paleo snacks and there's tons of, I mean, if you're dairy free, there's tons of dairy free ice cream. You know, there's ways to have food freedom within your parameters. You know, there's so many options out there and there never, there didn't used to be back in the day. You know, there's so many choices now. And so whatever diet or lifestyle or food restrictions we might have, we can find healthy swaps or we can find ways that we can still get feed those cravings where we feel like we're we're still not depriving ourselves. And I feel like that's important that because some people are like, well, I, I, I have to, I have to um, cut out all these things and I, food is not going to be enjoyable anymore. Food is bad. And that's not the case because there are so many swaps and healthy alternatives that still can fit within your own boundaries and parameters of what works for you food wise. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is really food freedom is the definition of food freedom is about choice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, sometimes we leave, we we feel like food takes away choice or our bodies take away choice and recognizing that we get to make those decisions. And you're right. Sometimes those decisions have to be a lot stricter. I don't have celiac, you know, and, and recognizing I don't have an anaphylactic allergy, but some people do. And there are certain parameters and and all of that. But I love that you just brought in the idea that it's, 
it really is about creating choice. And so when you have the ice cream, you make that choice. And the thing is, it, it, it's okay if you veer off and recognize that food freedom allows you to come back, allows you to realign. And a lot of times with diet culture, it's always like I'm either on or I'm way off and I don't know how to get back. It's like a very big gap. And what you're saying is food freedom allows some space, right? Some choice and some space to kind of go along the path and and go off for a little bit and come back and go off and, and recognize that you're still on the path just because you went off once or you enjoyed something and it did give you stiffness or whatever, you can still recover and return and your body is resilient and, and it's just amazing. And I kind of want that to, um, segue into the next question that I have of one of the things that I kind of struggled with, with my own stuff. And I know a lot of women struggle with is feeling like their bodies or the things that they've been through or their conditions is a burden, right? This feels like, well, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to eat this way? Or this feels really hard, especially when my family is this way, or I can't go out to parties and like, it feels like a burden. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about how maybe you've worked through or are currently working through. Maybe this is still a process of seeing this as a gift for your body and an opportunity instead of that burden. Mm -hmm. I think there is a lot of emotional layers when it comes to dealing with chronic conditions. And I mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast, talking about how I felt fear and relief all at the same time. And when you are struggling with your health for so long and you finally get some answers, I think you come to a crossroads where you have to decide what your quality of life is going to be, what you want your life to look like. And sometimes you need to reframe your thinking a little bit in that you have to almost get to this point of acceptance and being like, and and there is a grieving process that goes along with that. Yeah. There's a grieving process because you're, you're grieving your old life. You're grieving your old lifestyle, your own way, your old ways of eating. And, but then you have to decide what do I want my life to look like going forward? And can I still live well with this chronic condition? And the answer is yes, you absolutely can. But once you get past that feeling of sorry for your feeling sorry for yourself, then you can move forward. And that's what that's what I love helping people with is I will sit with I always say I will sit with you in the mud puddle as long as you need me to, but I will not let you stay there. You know, because there is still like you you can like you can have a bad day, but that doesn't mean you have to have a bad life. And you can have this, this time where you're feeling sorry for yourself, but we have to keep moving forward. And if sometimes that does mean changing the ways that you eat because your you're like, your parameters have changed. And so there, there's so many emotions that go along with, with health and with food. And so my whole thing is kind of helping navigate people through that. And so 
yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that's something that we talk about in the very beginning of food freedom is identifying the stories that you have about your body because the stories that you have in your head about your body and about food and your ability to change and all of that affect your actions. It's huge. And so if we have a story that's like, this is impossible, how will I ever do this? It feels so overwhelming. Then it really is hard to make any changes. And so we come in and and say, how do I create a new story that I can thrive within a new diagnosis, a new condition, a new health goal. Like this episode, I really want it to be for everyone of, you know, if you have a condition or not, it's really about how to find food freedom in your own unique life and seeing it as a gift, right. And an opportunity to support. Well, and you, you know, there's a lot of lessons to be learned as well. You know, I know you talk about it being a gift, but we might not be necessarily thankful and excited about our chronic conditions or about our health issues, but we can, we can come out the other side better because of them. You know what I mean by that? And I feel like I, I'm not necessarily happy that I have RA, but I'm grateful for how it has changed my life in positive ways, in the people that I've connected with, in the way that it's changed my thinking about food, um, in the way that it's changed my family as well, my kids and my husband. Um, and that wouldn't have happened had I not had this had this stopping point where it was like, you know, you have to now deal with this diagnosis. Yeah. And I, I agree with you 100%. I feel like my nutrition has completely changed for the better, you know, like I have optimized and the way that I've been able to navigate nutrition in a totally different way, even as a coach, right. Even as someone who has been through nutrition classes, everything so much has changed for me and to see it as a gift. And, and it's okay that if we have those moments of like going back to the mud of like, this is hard and it's okay that it's hard, you know, and recognizing that you're allowed to feel those feelings. And then you just, work through it and get back to this is a gift. This is an opportunity for me and my body and all of that. Right. So it's an opportunity for growth. It really is. Yeah. And when we think about it that way. You think about, okay, okay, what, 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 what am I trying to learn here? You know? So you have to, you have to really look for those things though. You have to really look for what, what you can learn about yourself and how you can apply that to your life because everyone's got a story to tell. And this is now part of the story that I tell. It's given me a, a purpose outside of my kids and being a homeschooling mom and being a wife. You know, I was a public school teacher for eight years. And and now I just, now I'm home with my kids and now I kind of educate in a different way. Yeah. So, so all we came out of this diagnosis. So, so fun. And I just love, you know, one of the things I have an, I have an episode coming, it's going to be here before this one, probably, but we talk about how you can play around with your food, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you get the opportunity to say, Hey, how does this, I'm going to try this food and see how it feels in my body, you know, and I know what the, or what the nutrition guidelines say, but I'm going to try it. I'm just going to test it out. And it's okay to play around with food and movement and all of that to see what supports your body best. 
Right. And exactly. I mean, I was a runner for years and years and I've had to relearn exercise. You know, I've kind of just changed my ideas of what exercise is for me. And I just, yeah, I, I just, I'm so appreciative of your perspective on food because you have given me permission in the way that you have taught your classes and your courses and you're in your, within your group, you have given me permission, like you said, to experiment with food, but also allow all food in so that I can figure out what my parameters are, like you said. And I just really appreciate the uh, emotional piece that you bring into your, what you do, because, you know, you have all these health and wellness coaches, um, on social media and in our ears and it's all talking about this there's it's really science heavier it's really you know it's really um just so specific but they what you do is special because you really get to the heart of you know the emotional piece and so i just really appreciate that about you oh well thanks i didn't pay her to say this <laughs> i'm just kidding you know it's so sweet of you and you know I, I love that. And, and the thing that I believe, I really truly believe is like, is that every woman is capable of knowing the needs of her own body and everything. I feel like everything out there is cookie cutter, follow this plan. You'll get this result. But the reality is like your body is different than mine and it, it has different needs and that's good. And recognizing that you can begin to listen to your own body. Um, and, and it will tell you if you start listening, it will tell you what it needs. So I really hope more than anything, this episode has been, I get, I, I, I feel like it's been kind of a feel good episode <laughs> where we just like, I hope everyone leaves feeling better that it doesn't have to be perfect. The approach doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be overnight. It can take time. Like you are worthy of taking time and it's, it's, and I just okay. want to say too that. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you can I, I want to give people permission to not feel like you can't try new things just because a diet plan told you you can't or a book said that you can't or a someone that you saw on a video said this was bad for you. The only person that's going to know what's best for you is you. Yeah. And so I think that's what I had to break free from was that I had to almost quiet the noise and just get quiet with myself and my body and just stay so in tune, get so in tune with my body that I could listen to it properly because otherwise it was just getting drowned out with everything that I thought I was supposed to do food wise. And, you know, there's some people that manage chronic diseases with food and conventional medication. And I am a hundred percent for people that want to do that. And I just wanted to clarify that, that even though I have chosen not to try or do any medication at this point, there is a lot of, um, there is a lot of benefit to blending the two with an integrative approach. And so, you know, that might be something that you would want to, you know, someone that's listening to this, what might want to consider is it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be either your go medicine, medication free and diet 
change or you're just on medication and then you eat bonbons all day long. You know, my thought is that we all are just going to do what we need to do with the information that we have. And we're going to make the best decisions for ourselves. Um, and no one way is a better way. You know, my way is not any better than someone else who's just taking medication and, you know, but we can, we can all use food as a tool and that's what it is. It's a tool. It's a tool for, for healing, or it could be a tool for harm. Yeah. And it can be a tool and it can be enjoyable, right? It can be a gift and an opportunity. And I absolutely love that we can see it as enjoyable. It doesn't have to be a burden and it doesn't have to be just something for fuel, right? You still enjoy food and eating. And if anyone here is like, oh, I don't know how to listen to my body. That's okay. (laughs) I think sometimes that feels overwhelming, but when you start to practice, you really do start to get in tune. So I have one more question before we go. And um, I'm really excited to hear it. Tell me what being a woman of wellness means to you. Being a woman of wellness for me, it means a lot of things and it's not just food related. It's, it's emotional, it's physical, it's spiritual. It's for me, being a woman of wellness means having peace with my body and my mind. And what I mean by that is, um, we can really stress ourselves out by trying to be perfect all the time in every aspect of our life. And for me, I just want to feel peace. Maybe that's just my personality type, but being a woman of wellness means that I am feeling good physically, feeling good spiritually, feeling good emotionally. And I am, I'm not perfect, but I am trying my best. And that's, that's all that we can all do. We can all just try our best with the tools that we have, the resources that we have and what we know. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I feel like we could end this episode on a peaceful note, like truthfully that food freedom brings peace within whatever condition or lifestyle change that you want to create you can find peace with food and your body and all of that. Okay. So before we go, of course, we want to know where to find you. So tell us a little bit more. And I'm also really excited because you do have one announcement. So tell us where everyone can find you and get the support that they need. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at the rheumatoid arthritis mama. That's where I like to hang out most. And you can also find me on Facebook at the same name. And then I also have a Facebook support group for female autoimmune warriors. And that's just the rheumatoid arthritis mama's sisterhood. Um, right now we have over 2000 women in that group and it's just a safe place for all women, all walks of life, whether you're medicated, unmedicated, treating it naturally or not, doesn't matter. I want you there and just a safe place for us to share resources and connect and, Um, ask questions and things like that. And my newest endeavor is that I am starting my own podcast. It's very exciting. Uh, It's called Every Day with Autoimmune. And I'm super excited about it. And it's launching this summer. So you can also find that on Instagram at Every Day with Autoimmune. So that is so exciting. I cannot wait to listen. 
And I love that you brought in like warrior into your Facebook group. And I just wanted everyone to know Renee just went like on the most incredible backpacking trip. And I feel like you are such a warrior (laughs) to be able to do something like that. And I just think like, oh, what a cool experience, what a cool opportunity and what a cool um, example of really like a woman warrior and, and being a warrior for, for your community and everything. So I'm really, I'm so glad you share that with us and we cannot wait for that podcast to come out. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.